Welcome to the suburbs with Andy and Greg. There's two events on our honeymoon that I can tell you about. The only two G-rated parts of the honeymoon? Yeah. <laughs> I think we were driving from Haleakala back to the hotel and we hadn't had breakfast yet and so we're driving along and jennifer begins to get hangry oh nice yeah grace gets that way we need to get a snack i have learned in a short period of time that she does not eat any meats just chicken Mm -hmm. so we see a convenience store and we pull in does she eat tofurkey fake turkey no yeah no no none of that wannabe anything (laughs) (laughs) so it's just chicken chicken usually plain so we pull into this convenience store and she is looking for a snack i figure you know some chips and a soda or something no she grabs chicken flavored chips she grabs beef jerky (laughs) peppered chicken biscuit crackers no does that ever work would she eat those (laughs) (laughs) but my mind is blown in the moment over beef jerky peppered beef jerky she doesn't eat meat of any kind but peppered beef jerky makes the cut What have you learned about your spouse on your honeymoon? (laughs) That was one of them. And she just chowed down on it? Oh, she loved it. And it's always the most expensive, the better, because you can't get cheap beef jerky. She's not going to snap into a Slim Jim? No, she will not. (laughs) One of our other adventures on our honeymoon was we went on a canoe rainforest to a waterfall lunch kind of thing. It was very cool. Is that what the uh, Slim Jim was for? No. Was it because she was... She thought you guys might get lost like Gilligan's Island and you needed supplies. <laughs> three-hour tour. <laughs> kind of like the submarine. It was going to be a three-hour tour, but you need to pack for life. <laughs> no. Don't know what to say about that. Other than they're all dead. <laughs> they are dead. Squished. Like a can of sardines. There was no aha moment in that either. It was just like one minute you're going down to see the Titanic. The next minute you're pining for the fjords. Party gates. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did I miss part of this tour? <laughs> I missed the whole Titanic part of this tour. The disclaimer that says you may die. Sign here. <laughs> Death is imminent. <laughs> Nobody even reads that. They just like checked the box. Yeah, whatever. Sign. Yeah, yeah. If it, you want to go, you're going to sign. So we go on this um, excursion. It started out with a canoe ride into the rainforest, then... Attacked by natives. (laughs) It cost extra. (laughs) Pounced on by a puma. So we were in the uh, bus heading to the drop-off point. Jennifer and I had read all the instructions, which were, you know, you wear shoes that you can get wet, and you want to have a waterproof bag, and you want to have all these particular things to be prepared. Malaria shot. (laughs) There's this other couple that was on the bus also probably newlyweds and this girl is in like high heels and a bikini yeah and smoking oh great (laughs) so and we're thinking okay this chick has clearly not read the instructions (laughs) 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 and they began arguing about something even on the bus the entire trip she was just complaining and she just i don't think knew what she was getting in for and at one point she took off these whatever these high heel shoes she had and i think the guide actually gave her his flip-flops <laughs> because he wanted to wear the heels no, he just he was a they them pronoun guy he was just tired of their complaining <laughs> a couple times he had to carry her through the water you know she like bugs and the guide or the, no, the guide wow so what's the groom doing at this point i'm not carrying her 
he was probably just shaking his head thinking, what have I gotten myself into? Oh, yeah. He's calling an attorney at the time. He's busy on the phone. The guide's telling her, please don't smoke. <laughs> no smoking in the forest. My cigarettes are wet. Uh, he had to be there. Oh, I've been there. This is one catastrophe after another. And we made it to the waterfall and had a nice lunch and headed back. But just this couple that was uh, clearly not prepared for being married to each other and that trip. I'm not sure they made it. Back or period? Period in life. The guide buried him under a boulder. <laughs> Drowner by the waterfall. <laughs> Pushed her off the cliff at the waterfall. Let's go up and look at this waterfall from the top. It's a beautiful view. Was it like some romantic named waterfall? I don't even remember the name of the waterfall. It was beautiful, though. Jerky Falls. <laughs> Beef Jerky Falls. <laughs> that forest... That we went to, not tropical, like the one that you were just talking about. I look up, and on the shore, on the other side of the lake from us, is a conservation officer. And he points to us and pulls us over on the shore. It's like the weirdest thing ever. I mean, the guy is like way over there, but you can tell you're the one that he's pointing to. Come here. You've been singled out. Come to me. Yes. So we paddle over there. And he wants to check our licenses, which I was totally compliant, as I always think that I am. <laughs> he looks at the canoe and he goes, you don't have a watercraft sticker on this. Uh-oh. And I said, it's a non-motorized watercraft. We don't have to have stickers on non-motorized watercraft. What you do now. <laughs> Starting this minute. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, they changed that law this year. And you have to have a sticker for a non-motorized watercraft. Are you kidding me? How are we supposed to know that? Not my problem. It's a law. And so I'm going to write you a ticket. I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, how many decades was a canoe okay? You didn't have to register it. Now you have to have a sticker and you're giving me a ticket. If you leave the water now and you drive to a place where you can get a non-motorized watercraft sticker and you fax me the receipt, I'll tear up the ticket. Oh, back to the fax. <laughs> and it's like, it's the weekend. I said, where are we supposed to go to get one of these stickers? The tire barn? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, a state park. Really? They sell them at state parks? Yes. Okay, can you help me out and tell me where the closest state park is? So... He did, and it was like an hour away. So we have to take the canoe out, unload the canoe, put the canoe back on top, drive an hour to a state park, buy the sticker, put the sticker on. Build the pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> drive back to the lake and start fishing again. And I faxed him the sticker. So the next time I'm fishing and I'm down there, there's a guy in one of those six-wheel aqua boat <laughs> type things. With the trolling motor, on shore, different lake, signals to us, we get pulled over again. Last year's sticker. Better than that. I, <laughs> I present my fishing license, it passes the smell test, and then he goes, you know why I'm pulling you over? And I'm like, no, I don't know why I'm being pulled over. And he said, because you don't have a non-motorized sticker on. I go, yeah, I do. Just bought one last month. It's right here. Oh, that's on the wrong side. <laughs> I go, what? <laughs> I didn't see that. It's on the wrong side. Okay. <laughs> and he goes, so next year when you put your sticker on, 
you need to tear that one off and put the sticker on the other side. Okay, do I have to fax you a picture that I've done that? <laughs> Boy, you're pushing my buttons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I want to push a button. Someone like you, who knows most everything about things on the water, seem like you have been uh, snake bit more than once. My grandmother had a deck boat. It was spring. I had just put the pier in, took delivery of the boat. And I was driving it. I just took off. Let me guess. It sank. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm on the other side of the lake, and it's all state park there, and I get pulled over. The guy goes, proper flotation devices. Was Pamela Anderson on board? (laughs) (laughs) The way they usually do it is there's like a key fob thing, and there's a compartment in the key fob. You kind of unscrew the key fob, and the registration is in it. Waterproof. Yeah. And so I do that. And there is no registration in there. I said, I'm just shaking out the boat. He said, well, I think it's your boat. I said, it's registered to Doris Parson. It's not my boat. But I'm the guy that's making sure that we can use it for the summer, that it's not my boat. He goes, okay, well, I'm going to have to write you a ticket. So he whips out the ticket book and then pats on his pocket and looks at me and he goes, you don't happen to have a pen, do you? (laughs) Oh, no, I don't. (laughs) I said, I'm fresh out of pens. I do not have a pen. (laughs) And I didn't really tear into the boat to look to see if there was a pen. (laughs) I just assumed there wasn't because I didn't have one on my person. I said, no, I don't have a pen. And he goes, okay, let this be a warning to you. You need to put the registration in this boat. And always have a pen. And always have a pen. Exactly right. So I got out of that ticket. That's one of the rare non-faxing get-out-of-the-ticket moments. Does everybody that owns a boat and spends time on water always being chased down by the DNR? Or is it just you? I'd say nine times out of ten, it's going to be most fishermen. It can be a Saturday on the water where it's mayhem. I mean, there are dads pulling kids on tubes and they're half paying attention and they're trying to flip the kids off the tube and that's happening in multiple places on the basin all the time between breakfast and official dusk time and i know this because i got pulled over (laughs) (laughs) i was just trying to get you to tell another story of getting pulled over so we're into it good official dusk time is published And you need to know what time dusk is that day or you're potentially going to be pulled over. I guarantee you that 50% of the people that are out there in the middle of mayhem are either drinking, don't have the right flotation devices, couldn't find the registration if you paid them. Provide a pen. (laughs) (laughs) Not following the boating laws. And yet they target the fishermen. This specific time, we're skiing. I think I'm probably a senior in high school. No one else on the lake. So we're up there skiing. We've got proper flotation devices. We're following the boating laws. Everything's good. And we get pulled over. (laughs) And he says, do you know why I pulled you over? And we're like, no, I don't know why you pulled us over. And he said, are your boat lights on? And we're like, yeah, our boat lights are on. Why are your boat lights on? Well, because it's in the evening. And so we turned on our boat lights and he said, yeah, it's not because it's too dark to ski, is it? We're like, no, it's not too dark to ski. But 
you know, it's going to be, and we want to make sure that we don't get pulled over because we don't have our lights on. So we have our lights on. And he said, it's past dusk time. Uh-oh. And we said, what is dusk time? And he said, it's the time that's published. And we said, well, we thought it was just like dusk. And he goes, no, it's a published time. And you're past that. So I'm giving you a ticket. Do you have a pen? <laughs> <laughs> so he did bring his pen that time. And we did get that ticket. We had to come back up to physically pay the ticket. There's no faxing? No, no faxing. No, put it in the mail. We have to go to the courthouse to pay the ticket. And so my friend Dan lives in Fort Wayne. I live in Indy. So I drive up. I miss school, pay for the ticket at the courthouse. And then we decide, let's go skiing. (laughs) (laughs) It's not dusk, is it? (laughs) It's not dusk time. And we've got the flotation devices and we've got the registration and everything is golden. And we get pulled over. (laughs) Different guy. And he goes, do you know why I pulled you over? And we're like, no, I have no idea. He said, you're skiing too close to shore. We're like, what? And I mean, you know, so these lakes up here are all scooped out by the glaciers. And they go from ground to a foot and two foot. To deep. And then there's a sharp drop off. We're definitely in the drop off. And we're skiing on the other side of the buoy markers. And yet he said that we can't count the buoy marker. We have to know how many feet from shore we are because there's a law that says you have to be at least 100 feet from shore. The honest reason that we were being pulled over was I was being profiled for having long hair. Oh, hippie freak. I had long hair and they thought they could find something in the boat to give us a bigger ticket than anything else. And his method for pulling us over was to find a violation to just like throw at us and then look for the pot or whatever it is that he thought that we had. And But I think I was being profiled. So if you had to guess how many times you think you stopped by the DNR on a lake, 100? Oh my gosh, 20. <laughs> 20 times we were on a pontoon boat at night with our lights on and 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 my girls would go could we go for a late night boat ride i go yeah we can do that so my nieces and my kids and i'm the adult says who (laughs) (laughs) and so we're going for a late night boat ride and we get pulled over I've got all the flotation devices. I've got the registration. Lights are on. Lights are on. Carly and my niece, Kara, immediately start crying. (laughs) (laughs) And they don't know why they think I'm going to jail, but they think I'm going to jail because I got pulled over. She's never been in a situation where the law has pulled me over. And you say to them, girls, it is no big deal. It happens to me all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Now, listen, if they pull over, start crying. They were crying so hard and so loud, it it annoyed the DNR guys, and they told them to stop crying. (laughs) Or else I'm going to give you a ticket for crying. Yeah, noise ordinance. Did you realize that you're crying too loud after dusk? (laughs) 
<laughs> too close to shore with the lights on <laughs> and no pen the reason that they pulled me over was the girls had their feet in the water i'm not even kidding you i mean i was barely going forward it was a slow boat ride one mile an hour definitely less than 10 10 is the limit at night so the lake at the time when we were at high school age at the northern end of the lake was a girls camp the girls camp when it was in session the days were governed by this iron bell and you could hear the iron bell chime and that meant time to get up the iron bell would chime again time for breakfast the iron bell would chime again and then they'd go ride horses or go canoeing or go skiing or go sailing or do archery and throughout the whole day at random times, you'd hear that iron bell chime. So we were told by adults that if the guy that owned the girls' camp saw you sneaking into the camp at night, he would shoot you with rock salt <laughs> that, that was like packed into a shotgun. Ouch. That was the urban legend. At our age, we thought, let's do it. Well, there's a camp of girls over there. We need to figure out how to not get shot with the rock salt. And get to the girls' camp. And get to the girls. This is like a military beach landing. There's this sunken island out from the girls' camp. And so we took the ski boat and towed a rowboat and anchored the ski boat at the uh, sunken island, climbed in the rowboat, rowed to shore, went sneaking up to the cabins, and looked in the window to figure out which cabins were the ones with the girls that were our age. Never found that cabin. And we would like knock on the window and then they'd scream. And then we'd go running down and row to the ski boat. One time we just decided, let's go to the beach and see if there are any girls, like counselors from the girls camp at the beach. And we went to the beach and lo and behold, they get two days off a week. We find these girls camp counselors and invite them to go skiing and they say yes. And so my junior and senior years in high school, we had a coming of age movie up here both summers. We met the counselors. They liked us. We liked them and we would hang. They would come over and we'd cook dinner for them or we would go out on a date. Get a ticket. <laughs> all the awesome other things that happen <laughs> and it happened my junior and senior year up here so this is like meatballs and meatballs too meatballs was about camp counselors oh okay bill murray i think was in the first one and then maybe brian doyle in the second one. <laughs> oh wow so it was a lower budget film. right he couldn't get bill they get his brother <laughs> He'll do anything for $100. Kind of like Jim Belushi and John Belushi. Or Gallagher and Gallagher, too. <laughs> <laughs> so when Gallagher died, Gallagher, too, he went up one notch. It's like a tribute band, a comedian tribute band. It is. Can't think of any other comedian tribute bands. Or <laughs> George Garland, too. <laughs> I don't know. I know that when I was at Crackers and he was the headliner, the people that came were mad because he didn't have the stage presence that his brother had. For those of you listening and not playing along with the crib notes, Gallagher sold his act to his brother and his brother did his act, but he did it as Gallagher too. And that was the only part of the marketing strategy. They didn't explain this is Gallagher's brother in the marketing. 
there was busloads of people from like Muncie or surrounding communities that came to Crackers to see Gallagher too. And then it's just like he didn't have the stage presence to deliver. It was almost like a guy who had tricks that was showing you the tricks as a sales rep or something. It wasn't the same stage. <laughs> this is how it's supposed to go. Yeah, this is how it's supposed to go, but I don't have the charisma. He could just show a movie of his brother. <laughs> could have done that. People were mad at the end of the show that, hey, this wasn't really Gallagher. And the guy, Jim Schliebner, that owned the club at the time, he's like, no, it's Gallagher too. It's not. It's Gallagher's brother. That's not what we paid for. <laughs> well, yes, it is what you paid for. <laughs> it's absolutely what you paid for. Do you know how much it would have cost to actually get Gallagher? You can't afford him. It's insane. Yeah, you your minds. <laughs> Hi, this is Andy. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please be sure to subscribe and share. Remember, laughter is contagious. Help us spread it by telling a friend. <laughs>